little old lady got mutilated late last night Werewolves of London again So, <laughs> it's a bit I would, I would still support the Jaguars If they were no longer the Jacksonville Jaguars But, you know, maybe the, uh, the Edinburgh Or the, um, the Manchester Or the um, Everton Jaguar I don't know, whatever's over there One of them places. The Tottenham NFL on uh, Premier League announcer. Your, your British people... accent sounds like someone from England having a heart attack and so, a stroke at the same time. <laughs> someone that has uh, swallowed their own tongue. And it's, uh, accents, a lot of it's just about saying the right thing. But the Jaguar to London Pipeline. I think it's a real thing, and I don't have any evidence beyond the fact that they just go there to play. It's not the closest city to London. It's not the furthest. It's definitely, but like there is no like London to Jacksonville flight. Um, they might charter one directly, but but they're doing it, and I feel like it's just putting the feelers out to see if it's going to be worth it. I mean, you could do it. Like you have college teams that play college sports that are based in Hawaii that come to the States to have to, to play, they could fucking do it. They just play a batch of games at once and then teams would come visit them. And I yeah. think the, I think the players would love it. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think the fans are going to love it. You know, you got, then, then all these fans, you know, they got this, they got the money and they, they need the reason to go to London. They got the money. They need the reason. A lot of these football fans, you know, they got, they got this extra income where they're buying season tickets they're doing the tailgating thing because in life they're lost. They don't know what to do. So they, they do go through the motions of all the things that the other people in their life do or what they thought is, should be good. Now they're of the age to be doing it and they can take on, they can take on the cost of the ticket and it would be fun for them. And they take their family and their friends and they give it out as a gift because they know that the, the team is not going to do well. So it's not going to be like they're in contention for a playoff. But if they did have a playoff scenario there, that would be very exciting for the fans. Seeing real playoff football. And yeah, there's, in there's always in London, the Jaguars when they go to London. Ah, uh, in London. Yeah. I feel like teams would be pissed to have to go play a playoff game in London, though. Maybe. Maybe. But it's honestly not. I mean, like, listen, to go but from not Florida at, not to California first. is like is almost as far. Yeah, New York, so, yeah. New York to London yeah. is almost the same as New York to California. As I don't talk- know. I don't know the exact distances. As we talked about before, the worst part about air travel is having to wait the eight hours before the flight and the seven hours to actually get from the runway to your gate to the jet bridge. Just the 16 hours before and after you're actually in the air for a couple hours. Finish up football talk. I want to talk about my team real quick. The Pittsburgh Stellars. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Stellars. Select Kenny Pickett out of the University of Pittsburgh. In the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Quarterback. Oh, wow. They went hometown. 39 years after they skipped over Dan Marino. You know Dan Marino? (laughs) You know where he went to school? Yeah. Other famous Pittsburghians. Hey. Yeah. You know who was terrible in, in the 80s? The Pittsburgh Steelers. 
were real bad in the 80s. Could have used and you know why? Arena magic. Uh, yeah, they really could have. Yeah. But they go ahead. Ben, Big Ben Roethlisberger is now retired, uh, and they're going to take on Kenny Pickett here. Uh, they, they got Mitch Trubitsky as well. And uh, we're going to see here uh, Pickett versus Trubitsky, who's going to be the starter this year. So we're not really sure. Uh, we got George Pickens here also, wide receiver from Georgia. Yeah. Uh, and then some other guys, DeMarvin Leal. I like his name a lot. Xmas Jackson, Flaxen, Waxen, California, University of Pennsylvania. Guys to play defense. And then a smattering of some other people. Overall, great B minus for the Stillers. Well, you got uh, three out of the top four uh, offense skill guys, hands guys, as they call them. Yeah, or used to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's got it. That's cool. You get a guy who can throw yeah. the ball. You get guys who can catch the ball too. Hey, how <laughs> yeah, about that for logic. Yeah, for and logic, and right? being like of the same class, so there's some solidarity there too that you could build yeah, some yeah. possible camaraderie. Yeah, they know they're going to be playing together for at least yeah. some point in time. I did so. not know I did not know that um friend of the show, Roethlisberger, had uh gone on. So he's going to be in the booth. Huh? He's, he's got to be going into the spotlight, right? I just I think what he would say is that Christ will lead him in the direction he needs to go and God will will basically let him know what he wants what what to do next. Amen. Amen. And so uh, he, I saw him. He was going to some hockey games. Like he's a big Pittsburgh star, so you can basically go to like Penguins games, Pittsburgh Penguins hockey, or like Pirates games. Yeah, just show up and they'll let the him key, in with his family. He's, he's been given the key to the city a long time ago. Yeah, no, really, he just shows up and they they give him a jersey with his name on it. He, I hear, he's going to like women's indoor football matches. Also, he just yeah, I don't think he really knows what to do with himself. Ultimate ultimate frisbee games mm-hmm. for the pits in Pittsburgh is heading to seeing who will let him in to support mm-hmm. different sporting events. Sounds like an issue to me, you know, mentally. Yeah. Mentally, good luck to him. Was, is he a millennial? Is Ben Roethlisberger a millennial? Got to be like close to forty, right? He's thirty-eight. When he must have been born. Who's the top tier millennial? He was five years older than me, like 1982. Yeah, I remember it's about seven years younger than me. Uh, oh, he's 40. Yeah, he was he was born in 1982, so he's just turned 40. Fellow, fellow Pisces, right on. <laughs> That's where his magic this comes year, from. Am I still sharing? Yes. Okay. So let's let's get over the sports ball for now. We've done enough of that. The Steelers are going to be uh, Super Bowl champions this year. As long as we are confident and united, the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a small chance of victory. Hot prediction but, coming in. But for... For all our international viewers or listeners, that was my attempt at a Pittsburgh accent. I was born there, so 
Sometimes it comes out, sometimes it's just a bit foolish. One of the most beautiful places on earth. Isn't that interesting? Our accents are some of our strongest points. You know, we're doing like 40 hours a week of this show and we're only putting out about an hour. So you can only imagine how how much is getting trimmed, how much fat is getting trimmed. It's a bunch of sixes and seven, isn't it? Isn't it, folks? <laughs> See, our accents are the strongest part of our show and our entertainment. <laughs> Moving on, uh, we got a new article. Millions of bees. Millions of die. bees die on an airport tarmac after Delta reroutes fly. <laughs> so this woman, <laughs> Sarah Mc, McElray, Sarah McElray, had ordered 800 pounds of bees up to Atlanta. That's 5 million bees. It was and, going through Atlanta, right? It's gonna. It's it was going yeah. through Alaska. It was on its way to Alaska. They're looking from Atlanta. So the, I'm I'm assuming here they're looking for honeybees and beautiful no, Alaska. No, no. no, so the flight carrying the the bees from California to Alaska got diverted to Georgia. Yes, which I have no fucking idea how that happens. Uh, I know why, but keep going. That's like that's like yeah. a flight from I, from London to Paris got rerouted to to uh, like Buenos Aires, Argentina. Like it doesn't it it literally doesn't <laughs> doesn't align with anything I understand. But Ryan's <laughs> going to get to that in a second. Uh, so basically, they brought these bees from California, supposed to go to Alaska, for some reason stopped in Atlanta, um, and. They, uh, they're going to wait in Atlanta. Pounds. Yeah, they're weighed by the they're going to they're going to chill in Atlanta. They yeah. had them cooled indoors and apparently they started escaping because they're fucking bees. <laughs> um, the company moved them outside <laughs> onto the hot tarmac where the crates baked in the sun. Every bee died. Yeah. Every bee died. All five million. Yeah. Yeah, how much is five million bees? The article quantifies. Oh, at least it half died. Sorry, as, I want to. I, I want to get it accurate. Okay. At least half died. And how much? How many bees is that? Um, it, the article says uh, like approximately five million eight hundred pounds of bee. <laughs> so four hundred pounds of at least four hundred pounds of bees. Right. Were dead. So there's some container poundage, some of the honeycomb pounds, and you, you know you imagine a bee box and a beekeeper with their gear on. They got the thing and they're lifting the 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 uh, you know the the waxy comb out, and all the bees are around it, and they got that little uh, plastic clear cube that they go and find the the queen. And then they take the queen and they relocate. Uh, and then that's how the rest of the bees follow. It's the hive mind. It's a beautiful creature that is responsible for all the wonderful pollination and growth in the ecology. And it's a big part of so much important stuff that frankly is nerd shit. But to speak on how such a thing would happen Delta spokesperson Catherine's Morrow called what happened an unfortunate situation and told the AP that the company had apologized to McElroy, who's the El Rea, who's the woman who had ordered the 800 right. pounds of bees. She added that Delta had taken immediate action to implement new measures to ensure events of this nature do not occur in the future. Wow. 
so thoughtful. When it became apparent how dire the situation was, beekeepers coordinated to rescue as many of the survivors as possible. More than 20 beekeepers showed up, breaking (laughs) open crates, providing emergency sugar water to feed the bees and transporting them to new homes. The exact number of bees, dead bees is unknown. Morgan estimated at least half died. This is exactly why I don't mow my backyard. My backyard is filled with regionally uh, important flowering weeds that come up this time of year. And actually, I did notice the bee increase. When was this? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I probably probably got some of these bees to my yard. (laughs) So great timing, actually. (laughs) They think they died, but they actually teleported a mile to your house. I'm coming up with this in real time as we're listening and we're, we're discussing this. This is a good thing for me because, again, bees are good for plant life and the entire um, structure of the ecology that we uh, exist in. We are a part of this earth and the bees are part of the things that do, I don't It's is uh, frankly, it's complicated science, but we know that they're important now. How, how would how would these bees just be left outside? So sure, they're escaping. They're escaping. You know, someone, okay, so, some Delta employee went into a warehouse where they're keeping these bees in Atlanta. Some Atlanta troglodyte goes into a warehouse, sees a couple of bees buzzing around. What? What's going on in here? Yeah. They call the manager of the warehouse. He's like, "Listen, we're storing about eight hundred pounds of bees in here." And this Delta manager says, "And and this Delta manager sees like a few few flying around, and then gets stung." He's like, "Get these bees out into the tarmac immediately." <laughs> Someone, just a manager that was afraid of bees, was like, "No, we can't have this indoors." No, uh, 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 no, that. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna work through this here when things are. Put together, put together on uh, They're loaded at the facilities. The and then picked up and hooked up to a little tractor. We're recording. You got your screen shared? <laughs> I'm just looking at girls on okay. Facebook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, okay. These carts are misplaced and they're forgotten about. Or the, the assignment to go pick them up was by a human individual that has about seven different bosses telling them to be eight different places. (laughs) And depending on the entirety of the map of logistics happening in that moment would depend on where that person needs to be at that time. When you pick up and you drop off all day, there's going to be some interchanging. And when you're working on the ramp of at least North America's biggest airport, you might get a little bit confused about what cart you're picking up, but also if you're someone responsible for such a cart, you might misplace a cart very easily. And it happens all the goddamn time. If you've ever arrived to a place and your luggage hasn't followed, there's a good chance that the bag just fucking fell off the cart because that's also what happens. Your 
uh, racing around the, the tarmac. You're making sharp turns and things are falling off the carts all the times. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a bag get fall off the cart and then get run over by the cart. <laughs> and it's dragged and it's skidded. And then we have to make up something essentially to why that happened. And so when they say that there were bees escaping, I'm questioning that there's bees escaping. What I do know is that there's a huge problem with staffing because staffing is expensive. And that's a cost that takes away from the, the line item of profit. And when the profit is down, then you don't have the same level of trust and the investment goes away and then you become not number one. But Delta is number one. And folks, this is our best fucking effort as a country. Delta Airlines is our best airline. This is all we can give. And it happens all the time because you know what else is lost? Humans and your personal possessions. They lose dead bodies. They lose the fucking caskets that are in the boxes that shipped all day long. Folks, if you don't know, there's dead bodies transported in the belly of the aircraft along with your luggage sitting right there. Often your luggage is stacked on top of the dead bodies. You have no idea because there's all types of shit underneath there because that's are how the dead they make bodies their... in some type of protective layer, I would imagine. Yeah. Imagine there's, you know, you're sitting next to 150 people on your, your aircraft and you're going to, um, you know, what, wherever city, uh, ski town or something, or you're going to a beach town and you're making your travel arrangements and sure, maybe like half the people paid like for the ticket and the other half of the people are on some kind of voucher or some kind of discount. So maybe half of it's good profit. Other half is like a wash. And that's going to take care of some of the bill. But a lot of that bill is the bullshit that's underneath the stuff that might need to go same day that they're going to get a lot of money for. So this person who is I'm imagining she's a cottage core lady, she's trying to get a uh, pollinators in her uh brand new she just moved from she was living in bushwick and now she moved to alaska to start <laughs> the <to> start <laughs> to start <laughs> she's starting her new tiktok channel <laughs> on she is a barefoot pregnant wife uh they, their partner is a, why but Okay, that's hilarious. But and she's the funniest she's thing is ordered ordering 800 pounds of bees <laughs> to pollinate her seven acres. It's a good idea, and she's getting into beekeeping. And now this tragedy struck, and somebody's like, "Yeah, we gotta we gotta write an article about this." But folks, this happens like literally every day with these companies. I just imagine this Brooklyn hipster girl like. It's my dream to move to Alaska and, Pandemic and opened it start up a farm. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. Cool. Let's do it. And she, she gets out of her lease because has some money from an inheritance somewhere, like $10,000 puts down a down payment on like some acreage in Alaska. Okay. What do we do now? Well, we need to, we need to start making our own food. So maybe they've already planted a garden starting on that path and just all of a sudden decides I, you know, we need, we need bees. We need bees. Yeah. Cause she, and they want to uh, produce their own local honey. So they got to ship in bees <laughs> so they can bring to the, the town farmer's market. So it can be more like, and the, the, she gets on the phone. She's like, you she, know. yeah. <laughs> the tri- she the, yeah. Hi. Um, this is Rachel. Um, 
we want to get some bees. And the guy's like, okay, well, we can send you bees. Uh, it's this much per pound. How many pounds do you need? I don't know. How much is like a lot? Um, I'd say about 800 pounds would be a significant amount. Okay, that sounds good. And um, how fast can you have them here? Okay, and what's your address? And how, what's the <laughs> diameter of the hat that you're wearing right now? It, it's a terrible thing to lose such a beautiful creature that helps with so much. But it's going to happen every day. There is nothing in our society that structures above the bottom line. The bottom line is what rules us, folks. I guess the lesson on this is don't be afraid to get your bag, listener. Don't be afraid to make that money because that money is what's going to help you make the right apology to the public or get the new batch of whatever it is you're shipping to gentrify, I don't know, whatever you're doing to your newest rural community because there is there has been that exodus from the cities since the pandemic people in small towns all across the country are are loving the attention that they're getting from new yorkers and from los angelesian los angelans they're loving their attention from these bigger cities this influx and they 100 percent are have convinced themselves it's because their community is so great mm-hmm so have fun with it. Go, go nuts. Post on Facebook about how important your community is and why uh, every day there's just more and more people coming to your town. It's just like getting harder and harder to get through the drive through at your local Starbucks. And it's like, it's like, oh, this is sucks. Uh, I don't like it, but you know what? It's only going to get worse. <laughs> so enjoy it right now. Enjoy, the, enjoy, enjoy it how it's fun right now because um, – yeah, the things and the treats and the resources, uh, there's just there's not enough um, cannibalized labor sources to keep these things moving in the way that the, we, we, we grew across, accustomed to. Our younger listeners might not have any idea what it's like to be able to go to a fast service food place and not have to wait in the long line or to show up and it just not be mysteriously closed or out of the main ingredient that you're going there to consume. <clears throat> That, that, that used to be a part of this country. You could just go to a place and just kind of assume that they would be in business because they're a business. So <laughs> they would be in business. You just assume that. You're not an asshole. You assume that. No, not at all. So one of our first episodes, we talked about your Walmart closing early, like mm. the Walmart near you. Yeah. Is that still the case? Oh, yeah. That's still, it's definitely still not 24 hours. And I remember a time and place where McDonald's were 24 hours. I don't see any of those around. Um, Last night, I actually took, I did a ride where I took uh, some younger ladies in from, picked them up. They're coming in from New York and they're really hungry and they're asking if there's like any food around and, and if they could go through a drive-thru. And I said, absolutely not. But I said it in a nice way. And I just had to explain to them, like, look, it's not a good situation here. Um, if we want to go like <laughs> If we want to go north of town about 20 minutes into the, um, <laughs> frankly, white suburbs, uh, we could we could find <sighs> some accessible things. But where we're going, well, I could take you to the gas station. You do what I do. We just get, get a 
see whatever they got. Maybe they got some fr- a frozen tray of dough and cheese or something that you could heat up in your microwave. You could have your sad meal for the day. You, you, you got to have a you, you meet your minimum of your weekly sad meals from the gas station. And then sure enough, we get off the expressway. And I was like, you see, you see what that is? It's just a fucking, there's a McDonald's, there's a checkers and it's just lines wrapped around the building. <laughs> and I was like, and they started laughing. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a dick. You got, y'all are cool, but I'd love to help you out, but I'm just, I'm not going to do that for you. Cause we'd be there all night. And they understood it. They understood what was going on. There's at that time, there's like one, two and a half people working at that checkers. Yeah. And it's not their fault because they're actually just the only ones that showed up because frankly, there's always been staffing issues. And we, as, as a, um, you know, as, as a, a, a Gen Xer and millennials, we stopped having children at the same rate. So you think about my age and your age, like if we yeah. were to ha- if we were to procreate. I at thought the- there were a lot of us though, right? But we're not procreating, so the number dropped off. It didn't. The number, okay. the birth rate, didn't hold up like the growth rate, and that's the biggest thing about our system. I'm really fucking. Exp- I saw an article the yeah. other day about how like having kids now is like a rich luxury. Right. We talked about that. They're going to be yeah. around. They're going to be in your fucking house. You're going to have to pay for them God well into damn, their adult so years. Expensive. Yeah. Most, most the articles like, yeah, half of half of children are can no longer grow up because they can't <laughs> afford to. It's kind of it's like as like in most simple terms, it's like what's happening. And I get less and less upset with previous generations because fundamentally the world that they learned and were reared in is completely different than what it is now. So they have like very little grasp on what's actually happening. They can't explain it. Everyone feels that the vibe's off. It's not what it used to be, but there's no real capacity to explain it because it's very much off. It's like if you were just, you know, dropped into a new country after, you know, your first 35 years on this planet and then boom everything is different it's in a different language it's not even the same alphabet how you you got to take a lot of time and you're not going to want to learn it and you're going to just prefer a translator so that you took you turn on tucker and tucker's going to translate it into the language that feels right because he's emotionally driven he's charged up about what he feels and it's it's what you feel too because it, it it takes your values oh yeah bro it takes your values and, and it spreads them like a smooth, rich butter on the toast that you're smelling. Thank God. Because you're having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> and you sound like Ryan with his English accent. Oh, blimey, isn't it? <laughs> you take Pretty on... sure that's a hate crime in some yeah, regions. I just did a slur right there. <laughs> so life's great, you know. We keep this good good vibes train a rolling. We are, we are the train. The articles are the coal. Hell yeah! Badass mfers chugging along on some uh, sweet sweet coal, providing providing a, a, just a, a smooth ride across the countryside. 
<sighs> we might have we might have some proper pollinators along the way. There might be some um, flowers out there. Or the bees might have got lost in transport. R.I.P. to those bees. We dedicate this episode to the R.I.P. to those two point five million bees, the million hustlers, those fucking gangsters yeah. who didn't make it. Yeah, who didn't make it. Pour one out right now. Pour. Take your soda, listener, and pour one out. Pour out real two point five million <laughs> seconds worth. Take, take your off-brand, your off-brand Yeti. Take that. Pop that lid off of your off-brand Yeti that you got right and there. And drink that uh, three-liter colas they sell in a Dollar Tree, and mm-hmm. you know, out in Tallahassee. And roll down your window and pour out two million of the tiniest drops the red drink uh, who's the comedian that talks about it purple drink sugar water and purple mm-hmm. i want that purple stuff i want to give credit where credit's due there that's not my joke however look at that hot dad Did justine allow yeah you look to, at this hot dad does justine allow you to be looking like such she a took this picture she took this picture she letting you be a she said she online? said hey you should make this your facebook profile it's like no. okay yeah i'll do look it look at that cute look at that cute kid oh yeah he's just a an fucking adorable. animal what are you yeah. kidding me he's a fucking <laughs> animal he's like he's a legit animal he just runs he runs in my room and yells at me <laughs> and he picks something up and he throws it at me then he runs away goes kicks his sister you know he's an animal oh yeah having an older sister is pretty tight you you don't have siblings right no and that's why uh, when justine and i talked about having children i was like listen uh i was an only child and know what that's like it's pretty horrendous so if we're gonna have a kid we're gonna have two that's at least the minimum the younger one the son if they do turn out to be interested in, in, in girls <laughs> that <they>, they're, <laughs> they're gonna have a good angle there because you like growing up my sister was two years older than me and i would be talking to girls in this connection oh yeah and so, like See, the socialize. i was never around that i yeah. was like terrified of yeah. girls because i've never been around them it's it's helpful you know, i didn't know how to socialize with them. yeah but not only is my son gonna have his older sister yeah he's gonna have me He's going to have me as a man to tell him exactly what works because I know what works. Sigma male grind set in the, in the age, in the brain at an early age. You know, my dad never told me anything. He said, just put a condom on, you know, he's like, just put a condom on. <laughs> he thought he's like me and my friend, we used to get into a ton of bad yeah. stuff. Just put a condom on. Dad, and that was his only advice. It wasn't like, listen, when I was your age, it was really hard to talk to girls. Let me tell, let me talk to you a little bit about how you need to act and how you need to be around girls your age so that they'll, so that they'll treat you like a normal person and that you'll be able to have success with them. All right. So that you're not coming off as weird or awkward or anything. Let me give you some advice. Cause I know what it is to be 13, 14 and literally there's so many hormones flowing through you right now. Let me sit you down and tell you about how that goes and how they want a man, like a boy to act that they're going to like. All right. This is timeless, timeless. Believe me. all I can think about though, is you going up to your dad and your dad saying, just put a condom on. And you're like, hey, dad, I was just going to ask if I could borrow the car. We're going to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, just put a condom on. And you're like, well, uh, we're going but I, to- I could tell. So when I was, I think I was 16, <laughs> 16 when I got my first job and and he let me borrow my car, his car. Mm -hmm. And I remember taking it 
um, we went somewhere. I had this little girlfriend, this girl, she was like half Trinidadian, half ho. I don't really remember exactly. Sounds hot. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was really cute then. I mean, for whatever, 15, 16. And we went to the movies. My dad let me take his car. I was 17 for sure. I was 17. And I remember her giving me a, a blowjob in the back of that. My dad's Pontiac G6 with the, with the cloth seating. And I didn't really know what I was doing. And I, I busted a nut right on his seat, you know, and it's cloth. And I, I was six, I was six, I was 17. So I didn't really think too much about it. Right. I was like, yeah. I didn't really know what would happen. I kind of just, I, I might've put a towel over it or something, but I didn't really clean it properly. Mm, and yeah. you know, my daddy's very particular. So he came in the car. He, he asked me, he's like, what he pointed to this thing. He's like, what is this? I was like, oh, I spilled some Sprite in the back, but he knew, he knew exactly what was going on. It, that car so? had to have smelled like <laughs> there. There's no Ooh, way. It did. Just that potent hormonal, like, funk there's a scene in um the righteous gemstones the newest um danny mcbride on hbo but you gotta see you gotta catch up on that he's got a family and he's got like three boys or something in one of the episodes it they're dealing with the youngest one just coming in all of their towels or something <laughs> no he would like come in his underwear and then he would hide the underwear so no one would see it, but then like they were finding it in weird places. And, you know, just the Danny McBride, like um, acting through it, brilliant and funny and thinking about like all the fun that you'll be into as a dad, having to deal with that, sure. like absolutely knowing what's happening in their yeah, bodies. But I didn't have a dad that gave me any fucking attention or no. talked to me at all about any of it. I, I know you didn't either. I, I think that's pretty relatable for a lot of our viewers. Like it was yeah. just not a conversation at all. Yeah. So how I went through this all on my own. I didn't have any guidance from anyone. I didn't have an older brother who could help me. I didn't have a dad who was interested in telling me anything about the way things were, or what was going on. I just had to fucking deal with it. I just had to figure it out with my yeah. shit, shitty friends <laughs> in ninth grade, 10th grade that were just on the same, on the same shit as me, uh, not knowing shit about fuck and not really, uh, just being awkward and weird all the time. Um, trying to figure it out with no guidance, no, no masculine figure there to guide any of us for the most part. It's a tough time for a boy. When I was young, my dad was like really open about like not having any type of restriction and like, God, I was probably early middle school, maybe even elementary school. I think he was talking to me um, because I was like staying up late in the living room watching HBO and Cinemax. <laughs> so he probably knew exactly what I was doing. <laughs> and, like he was there and he's a, like, a, he was a real social guy. But um, also had his own issues and then was like quickly gone after that. So there's that like I had to figure it out on my own. But there was like that initiation through like elementary school, later elementary school to be basically be like, well, you're a man now and it's OK. And like I just from sixth grade on, I had a bicycle and I live, you know, a mile away from my school. So I ride my bike to school and 
I just kind of be on my own. And like, I was walking home like a, a two miles or something in elementary school. And I, and I go back home <laughs> I, I, and I, 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 you know, I forget about this stuff. And then I went back home, you know, last year and I visited my nieces yeah. that are now in el- elementary school. And like, there's no way, no way letting hell. kids just walk two miles and that every day. That's not just what I was doing. And so I just had this freedom to roam. And on the way, there was the little convenience store where I'd get my meals from the candy. There's at the bottom rack. There's just the three cent candy gums and shit, shit you could just grab by the handful. And so that's just it was like, no make one it would... sound like you were around a long time ago, but this is like 2000. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a, and it's like, damn, when they say times change, they, they really do because kids just wouldn't be doing this. And there was no one really around to say like, Oh, well, you know, are you sure you're okay? Or because <laughs> times are different. And no, what? No one thought of asking you I, that, huh? I've been diverted off the path of the straight and narrow because of a lot of opportunity to just get, and I just, I just feel like, I feel like everyone was just worried about their own shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the kids, yeah. the kids just to be the kid, kids, you're yeah. just kids. You just, you exist. Yeah. And we're just worried about our own shit. You know, we got our own shit going on. We're baby boomers. I heard earlier, like the end of the blog era, because let's face it, blogs aren't like what they used to be. Right. Yeah. The the end of the the end of the blog era ended the self-segregation of society. When you end the self-segregation of society, then we're all forced to be on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And then when that happened, like. We didn't really know what we were stumbling into. And also, we still haven't completely figured it out how to navigate through all of this. We know that we don't really like living a life where we just scream at each other online or we'll kind of go through phases as a society where it will be the thing or it won't be the thing. And that will probably run around the times of the major elections. But it, it made me think like, yeah, I never no, I never really thought about that before. But yeah, blogs were a thing, but now blogs are dead. So they took away the blogs from us. And all we're left into interacting with is massive platforms that everyone can be on board with. So you're on, we're on, everyone's on the same Facebook that will be the metaverse at one point. But before... You were into your blog if you were of that age group, if you were a Gen X and you were like us, but you were just all that, you know, the next age group above us, you were on your ancient aliens blog or whatever. No, but people, sustainable general, farming. Like, I think going back to the point is that people kind of let their kids just like fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Like our, if your parent was a baby boomer, they were too into their own shit, no matter what it was to really give too much of a shit about you. Yeah. I just feel like it's different. Now. Like, like parents 22. are so much more attentive and, yeah. and like uh, everything's so much more uh, on top of the kids. I know now like a lot more into my um, neurosis and insecurities, like having to have a completed self from an early age when that's just not possible. You can't be a child and be a completed human. You're completely still developing. And so it causes all these improper divergence of growth where you, you're not really on a straight line to become an adult. You've like already had to proclaim yourself as 
the proprietor of your own decision-making, which is just, it's insanity. It's absolute problematic of it. And, but then I, I get older and I realize like, yeah, they just had me when they were fucking 20 years old and yeah. And it's what they had to do. But uh, great show yeah. again. Uh, my carriage has turned into a pumpkin. It's time for Cinderella to go back to her uh, her closet. Okay, you got to go meet up with your mice. Yeah. Having a heart out is just as important as having a heart in, which is just as important as having a heart on. I don't have enough. I don't have enough uh, intelligence to piece that together. <laughs>